0: Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Louie from AZ Central, all the moms, part of the USA Today Network, doing my new and improved I Am Your Father podcast. One of those is a lie, it's new, I don't know if it's improved, I'm just going to be real. I got the same awesome theme song that I'll let you hear in a second. Watch, here's my theme song. That's pretty dope. I don't know how improved that is, but it's pretty awesome. So let's get right into it. So today, for this week's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about school vouchers, and the whole school choice movement that's kind of sweeping the nation. And um, because my son is autistic, it's gonna be told from that perspective. I'm gonna come at you from the perspective of if you're a parent or if you have someone in your family who is a child with some kind of disability, that's the perspective I'm coming from. If you are a parent of a child who is neurotypical, generally considered normal by society and you want to go and and spend your money and and spend resources on private schools, I'm not here to say no to that. I realize and I agree with the idea that putting money, public money into pub- private schools seems a bit counterintuitive when if you consider at least in Arizona that there seems to be no real good way to track that. In Arizona officials, state officials, education officials have officials have outright said that there's no way that they can track the, where the money goes, how the money is spent, and that families and parents can misuse those funds and can do things with them that maybe the program wasn't intended for. We've reported that here at the Arizona Republic. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. I'm not coming at you from the public money thing. I'm not saying public money should or shouldn't be used for private education, for private companies. Though obviously that's a problematic thing, but that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about whether or not if you have someone in your family who is a uh, who has some sort of disability, who has what society would call a special needs uh, kid, some stuff to think about before you decide to pull your child from public school and send them him or her into private school. For me, there's really one simple reason why I really can't at this point see a world, see a future, see a scenario where I would move my child out of public school and into private school. And the reason is very, very simple. It's called federal law. Federal protection, the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, is something that children, uh, families who have somebody uh, with a disability in, in their lives um, wrap themselves around this, the act, the Individuals with Disability Education Act, IDEA for short. We wrap ourselves in this thing and we kind of go to schools and fight for our kids because of this act, because of this federal piece of legislation that mandates what schools must do for our kids, mandates what schools must provide for our children, and and the level of education they have to at least attempt to achieve. In other words, there is federal law on the books that requires schools do everything they can, as much as they can, to educate children who you would call special needs. You have to do, there's accommodations, there's things that you can do, there's plans that can be set forth, plans that can be agreed on, that have to happen before the school can say, nope, we can't do it. And this has been a, approved and, and reaffirmed by the Supreme Court a couple of times, including recently, like within the past four months or something, the Supreme Court saw a case ruled in favor of the family, ruled against the school, that they didn't abide and meet the meet the the kind of stipulations and meet the requisite, the requisite, the requirements that comes as part of this law, of this act. It's a very important thing for families um, who have kids with disabilities. It's 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 the thing. It's the thing that you can use to kind of defend your children, to fight the schools when they sometimes don't want to do it, when they sometimes decide they've gone far enough, or when, God forbid, if your child presents some kind of behavioral problem that the schools just don't want to deal with, you can come and say, nope, you have to do these kinds of things. Now, as a side note, I will say parents have a job to do. We can't just sit around and expect the school to do all the work, right? Obviously, I mean my son being autistic, if he's having some kind of issues at the school, in the classroom with behavioral, with socialization, with interacting with kids, which he ha- which he has in the past, our job is to help. What can we do at home? To, to reaffirm what can we do at home to shore up the effort that the teacher is doing. But with the individuals with, educa- with individuals with Disabilities Education Act, requires the teachers in the district to do something, to do a certain amount of effort. I think, and it's obvious thing to say, that parents also need to do much more to help. So we can agree on that. But if my son, who was going into kindergarten in the next year or two, he's got one more year of preschool, then he goes into kindergarten. If he goes into kindergarten, And it's decided that for some reason, it's just not going to work out, right? We've gone through all the, the IEP stuff. We've gone through all the federal things with the law. We've worked with the teachers. They've worked with us. Everything has been perfect. And still, it hasn't worked out. The last resort for me is to pull them out of public school and to send them into private school. The reason is because that, think of it as a crossing the street. Think of a private school, a charter school being across the street from your public school. Crossing from one street to the other, crossing into private school property, immediately, immediately pulls out from underneath us the Individuals with Disability Education Act. Private schools do not have to abide by IDA, at least not to the extent that public schools do. They can make accommodations, they can help, they can do things to help if they choose to. And a lot of that stuff, if you read the, the actual law, gets rerouted through the public schools to help. So private schools can do stuff. There's stuff they can do. They have written plans in place and they can work with you, but they are not mandated to abide by federal law and the federal law is very strongly written. I mean, it is very strongly written. You can make the case that it's written in favor of families by a long shot. So why then would I give that up? Like why then would I pull my child out of a school where he is protected? where the districts, generally speaking, in a perfect world, want to help, right? And we've had nothing but positive experience for the most part. Teachers have been receptive to him, to us, have offered, the schools offer therapy, they offer services, they offer accommodations. They do a lot of stuff that they can do through public schools to help your kids achieve some level of education and assimilate and socialize and, and kind of grow within that world, within the mainstream education and still helping them meet the accommodations that they need. It's kind of cool when it comes together. Why would I pull them from that and take them out of there and send them to a private school that doesn't have to abide by that? I am generally, for the most part, talking about mainstream public schools, right? Public, I mean, mainstream private schools. I'm not talking about private schools that cater specifically towards autistic children. Those exist, there's several in Arizona. And the reason why those aren't even on the table for us, like like even if, if there was a public school and then there might be there was there was some kind of way that public money goes to fund public schools that are only for autistic children or children with disabilities. I those are almost completely off the table because then you start talking about what kind of therapy do they provide, what kind of services do they provide. And if you're talking about ABA, which is one of the therapies autistic kids get, then that you're out of your mind. Like you're gonna have to leave my house. Like if you come into my house and say, why don't you try ABA, I'm gonna tell you why don't you try the door. So that's not gonna be a thing. So then when you, when you start getting into um, the charter schools that cater towards, you know, uh, children with disabilities, <clears throat> that's a whole discussion to have. And even still then, I'm not willing to give up my federal laws, my son's federal abilities, my son's federal protection to send them to any kind of private school, especially private schools that cater towards and are built for autistic children because then you get into the problems of what kind of therapy do they provide how much of of a main quote unquote mainstream education do you provide and there's a lot of stuff there because one thing we can do at home we can we can pay for if we have to we can fund somehow some way we can make it happen we can work with him on therapies on occupational therapies on speech therapy what we can't do at home is socialization and actually education teaching him stuff that you learn in school. And he's a sponge for it and he loves it. And, and the socialization is really big for him. He, he seeks out um, stimulation, right? Now, my son is not your son. My, my autistic child is not your autistic child. Every autistic person, every autistic child is different from each other. That's quite literally why it's called a spectrum. But what I'm saying is if you have a child with some kind of disability and you want to pull them out of public school, You have to do your research and you have to at least be aware that pulling them out of public school and pulling them into private school will completely scrub the idea of act out of your hands and and take that away from you. And you can't go into a private school with that kind of empowerment that you might be used to on public school. So I'm not arguing that public money shouldn't go to private school, though that's an argument to make. I'm not arguing that I'm not arguing that there's really no way to know for sure which education is better because studies show that it's kind of conflicting depending on what you do. I'm not making that argument. I'm not making the argument that the federal government and then from there, the state governments are trying to trying to uh, destroy and gut public schools. It's not my argument. All of those are arguments to be had and in some cases, super valid. What I am trying to say is that parents, if you're moving your child, You're a quote-unquote special needs kid. If you're moving your child with some kind of disability out of public school in favor of private school, be aware that the law changes. The games, the rules change when you do that. You're now playing under different rules, and you're not as powerful as you used to be. Sure, you give them your money, and to some extent that is power. But to a larger extent, they can still decide what is going to happen with your child. They can still say no if they just feel like it. So imagine public school. For those of you who have experience with a child with some, some kind of disability in a public school, imagine if the Individuals with Disability Act did not exist, right? How quick do you think public schools would immediately turn their back on your child? How quick do you think that some of these schools and some of these teachers who are just tired, who are overworked and underpaid, are, how, much, how much do you think they'd be willing to to help, willing to go the extra mile in some cases, and willing to make accommodations if federal law didn't mandate it, right? Probably not as much. Some teachers, some schools are still super useful, super helpful, super friendly, and really want your kid to succeed regardless of anything else, right? That still exists, I'm not that pessimistic. But I do know for sure that if I if you take idea out of the the lives of public school educators, the experience for our children is completely different probably more combative, and far more frustrating for everybody involved. So, that's why I'm not even considering vouchers. That's why the idea of a voucher program expanding has absolutely no impact on my, my personal life and my son's life because it's just not an option. If he were neurotypical, if he wasn't autistic, maybe that's something to consider. Maybe we, you know, he, if he shows some kind of thing for arts or some kind of thing for athletics or something, and we're trying to get him into the best school for that. Okay, cool, man, I'm not taking that away from parents. By all means, you do you. But there's no way that I'm gonna pull my son out of a public school, give up federal law, and then probably pay thousands of dollars to make up the difference um, to, to finish the payment of that school. Arizona just passed the the school voucher thing they're going to give us money supposedly so that we can have school choice right and it's kind of a myth by the way school choice is a myth my school choice would be to take those voucher money take that voucher fund and pay for therapies for my son to get while he's still going to public school that is there that is school choice that is what I want for my son that would be ideally the educational environment for my son for him to go to a public school Get that environment, get that socialization, get that that uh, teaching experience and learning experience from a public school and still be protected by federal law. And then to use this much touted, highly vaulted voucher program to be able to pay for therapy services and educational services to help supplement what we're already doing at home, what the school is already doing there. Now we're getting somewhere. What to me is not an option, and to me is not school choice, is to choose between federal protections and not federal protections, and then by the way, because the Arizona program probably won't pay for all of the school voucher, I mean for all of the uh, private school uh, tuition, I gotta come up with some money, we gotta come up with some money to cover that. Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. Now. If you're already doing that, if you're a parent of a special needs child, a parent of a child with a disability, and you're going to private school and you're having a good experience, and God bless you. I'm happy for you, man. I want you guys to get everything you, you feel you should get, and I want your children to have every benefit, everything they can possibly get. You should do that. Good on you. And let me know. By all means, go to Twitter and let me know. Louis Villalobos on Twitter. Uh, but I know for my son, speaking for me personally, that is not something I'm willing to do. I'm not willing to give that up just yet. A year from now, I may be singing a different song. That's it. I hope you guys are doing really well. You can find my podcast on iTunes, Stitch, uh, Stitcher, Google Play. You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Louis Villalobos on all the things. To find the podcast, just search for I Am Your Father. Thanks for the listens. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the uh, subscriptions. And please, 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 if you do subscribe on any of those services, please rate. Please review. Please share. It goes a long way to get the word out. And it goes a long way, especially on iTunes, kind of ranking system. Take care. I leave you once again with my son singing the Golden Girls theme song because honestly, it's the best theme song. See ya. The it now. i You <laughs> quack. <laughs>